Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Collider Ladies Night. I'm especially excited for this episode because I have one of the stars of, I feel comfortable saying this, what could wind up being one of my favorite movies of 2022 here. It's Maddie Ziegler. Wow, what an introduction. That's awesome. Thank you. I mean it. I was talking about this with a buddy of mine. Both of us had seen it at South By in 2021. And the two of us kind of both walked away saying, you know, if this movie gets released in this calendar year, we're going to hold on to it in our top 10. And I still think the same is going to be true in 2022. Wow. that Thank you so much. That's awesome to hear. All right. So I didn't warn you about this. The first thing we do on Ladies Night is we play with the dice tower behind me. Okay. I have a list of eight random questions here. You get three rolls on the tower and whatever your roll, that's where we start. Okay, cool. All right. First one up. Oh, that's a first. It fell on the floor. I'll have to get that and not show off my sweatpants right now. I love it. Uh, number two is dream role. So it is kind of a, a big question, but what would you say is the dream role? Uh, you know, a specific genre, something you want to try, a, a director you want to work with, you name it. I have been obsessed with the movie The Professional um, that Natalie Portman plays, and I would absolutely love to play like a female assassin. I think that would be so sick, and I've loved that movie forever. I absolutely love that choice, and I could see you doing it. Thank you. All right, let me gracefully get off this high chair and get the dice back. I love it. We're all in sweatpants, don't worry. I mean, yeah, as much as I want to get back out in the world... Like, I'm really comfortable in sweatpants, so totally. I'm not complaining too much right now. Totally. <laughs> All right, roll number two. This time we're going with a number five. Number five is must-haves. What is something that you cannot be on set without? You know, a sides, notes, a certain snack, something to pass the time in between scenes, anything like that. Ooh, I mean, definitely my sides, definitely some notes that I've written to go over. But other than that... Uh, Definitely. I'm, I'm, I have a weird obsession uh, now with like, I don't know. I think it's like a San Pellegrino, like sparkling blood orange drink. I am obsessed with those and I will request them from now on if I can. Um, no, but I, I'm not picky at all. I very much like just go with the flow. I eat whatever's on set. I love crafty. So very much, I guess my must have is just 
making sure I have all my science prepared with me. So yeah. It's a very responsible answer. I'm always looking for good drink options though. I've switched to a watermelon flavored kombucha and like, I kind of, I, I kind of like it, but it's not, it's not hitting that level. You should definitely try the San Pellegrino. It's like the orange flavor. It's so good. Okay. I'm putting it on the list. All right. You got one more roll in the tower now. We've got a one to close this out. One is autofill. So I always look at the Google autofills and the YouTube autofills, and I try to see what people are looking for. And I picked a a semi-selfish question for you because I'm in the market for a new tattoo. One of the autofills for you was, does Maddie Ziegler have a tattoo? Yes, I have three tattoos. Um, Yeah, they're all very hidden. Um, I... I have, I can show you one of them. I, my dog, I have a dog named Boots and he's literally my everything. I love him so much. Um, so I got a little cowboy boot for him. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, he's my obsession. I love my dog so much. So yeah. I love that. Uh, not as sweet as a dog tattoo, but I'm on the hunt for a scream tattoo because I love that movie. I love it. And a little shout out to Jenna who was just in scream. She's so good in Scream. I can't get over it. I haven't watched it yet. I'm so excited. I'm going to go to the theater and see it. You must. You must. And you must report back. I must know what you think, but I know you're going to love it. Oh, I know I'm going to love it. She literally, I remember her going to film Scream like right after we we wrapped Fallout. So I'm so happy for her. She's actually in my two all-time favorite franchises. We've got Scream and Jurassic Park, and I do have the Jurassic Park tattoo. Oh my gosh, I love it. That's awesome. I got to represent my favorite movies of all time. Oh, you have to. Let's get into the meat of our conversation now. So usually I start by asking for, you know, like the the movie, the performance or personal experience that made someone want to become an actor. But I know you've got a bit of a unique journey. So maybe let's go with what's your earliest memory of discovering that performing was really for you? A moment that was just kind of so fulfilling that you knew you had to keep having that feeling again and again. Yeah, uh, it was very much an addicting feeling for me being on stage. I... It's weird. I I very much can, I feel more comfortable performing in a crowd of people, like over a thousand people than performing in front of like five people that are my close friends. It's really a weird thing. But um, something that, and I I kind of remember this too, and I don't know how, maybe it's just because my mom has said this story so many times. But when I was young, it was the first, I think I was like two or three. And I came off stage from doing like uh, the Nutcracker, like a recital performance I did. And I, my mom said I was crying so hard when I came off stage because I, I just kept screaming, I want to go back on stage. I want to go back on stage. And literally since that moment, I have not lost that feeling. And I, it's one of my favorite things in the world to be on stage. And it gives me such a rush of adrenaline and uh, it's unexplainable. I, it's one of the best feelings. That's such a beautiful answer. I love it so much. So when did you first notice that the acting bug had bitten you when, you know, you realized that you were interested in that form of performance too? Totally. Um, yeah, I, when I was younger, I was just like, oh yeah, dance till I die. That's it. You know, like that's my path forever. And, um, I, for some reason that was like all I could think of until I started doing music videos with Sia and I kind of realized, oh, I'm literally playing a character in all of these music videos. And, I'm becoming these different roles and 
that really took a huge, you know, part of the rehearsal process was not just, you know, the movement, but the actual intention behind the emotions. And, and then I was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely something I want to do. So I started auditioning and started getting like little roles here and there. And then one day it kind of just happened where it consumed me. And I was like, I want to be an actor just as much as I want to be a dancer. So so what is step one when when you decide that you want to pursue acting as well? You know, who who do you turn to? What do you do to start to get those auditions coming in? Yeah, um, well, first of all, like I've had an amazing team. I'm so grateful for them to like help me, you know, get these opportunities. But um, I very much think I, I just want to thank my acting coach so much, Megan McNulty. She was literally at my house today coaching me for hours doing scenes and all these things. And she's she helped me get fallout. Uh, she coached me for that. So it's just so cool to like uh, kind of have a, a kind of like a, a very important person in your life to guide you along the way. And she's taught me so much and I'm grateful for that. I love hearing about the the acting coach actor relationship, and I feel like we don't talk about it nearly enough. What is no. it about her that you think makes her the perfect fit for for you and you know your creative drive and your approach to your acting? Totally, um, just the way she goes about it. Because I know that there's a lot of, and you know this may work for a lot of people, but I've learned that this doesn't work for me. Is just over rehearsing the script and drilling it to where it's too perfect. Like she really we don't do that at all. She really helps me just kind of come up with the backstory and kind of helps me with all of my intentions and what goes into every sort of conversation I'm having in my scenes. And uh, we kind of really create this huge kind of like emotional background between, you know, the characters. And I'm, she, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have thought about myself. So I'm really grateful to have her um, teach me that. And it's made getting into different roles so much more smooth. I love hearing about having someone in your corner like that. So I feel like it can, it can be one thing to kind of figure out that you have that drive and say you want to act and even to have other people kind of reinforce, like you can do it, but it's a completely different thing to, to believe in yourself and your own ability. So when you were first getting started, were there any early projects where that clicked for you? And you're like, you know what, like I can do this. Totally. I I mean, when I was younger and I started doing self-tapes, I very much like wasn't as invested to the point, you know, like how I am now. And I still very much am not at the level of like peak confidence of feeling like I am an amazing actor. Like I'm not there at all. And, you know, I'm a perfectionist, so I don't know if I'll ever get there. But um, I very much like I'm not trying to overstep and like I know there's so many incredible actors in the world and I'm just so inspired and I'm learning so much along the way um but I feel like with Fallout especially and I'm not just saying this because this is what you know the movie that's coming out but I I very much like for the first time felt this little sense of like wow this I really think this could be my role like I I didn't really have many doubts I I kind of just went into it with open arms and it kind of turned out like really perfectly. It just really fell into place. And I'm so grateful for that experience. Yeah, like you could see that on screen and the finished product. And also like peak confidence, I don't necessarily think is a good thing. Cause if you're a hundred percent confident all the time, then like, where's the room and the drive to grow? Totally. I think there's always room to grow. And I think, uh, I think like 
even if you become the best actor in the world or, you know, if people call you that, it's like, and then what, you know, it's like, you want to, I still want to work as hard as I can forever just because, uh, like, you know, being driven is something that I'm grateful that I have. And I don't want to lose that part of me because, uh, you know, it's so cool every day that I'm learning something new and I never want to lose that. Spoken like a person with maximum ambition. I feel it. And I love that. Thank you. Going into Dance Moms a little. So filming a reality TV show requires like a totally different production process than filming a feature film or, or a TV show for that matter. But what was something about the way that movies and shows were made that kind of like blew your mind when you got the set, made you think, you know, it wasn't like that before, but oh, this is how they do it now. Totally. I mean, also like you have to think when we started our show, you know, the budget wasn't that cool like it it wasn't really anything and I think very much it just felt to me we were so young there's so many things I don't even remember happening I'll like look back on like moments from the show and I'm just like oh my gosh I can't believe we even did that I was so young um and that just became our lives like oh yeah we're just going into dance every day and we're just having rehearsals for competition every day but we just have like cameramen following us around and then like I stepped onto my first movie set and I get my own trailer and then I there's like they bring me to Crafty and then like I was just like oh my gosh like what is this world it it, it felt very much make believe and I couldn't be- I was like wow I feel like I'm like actually in Hollywood now it's really weird and uh I'm I'm grateful that I had kind of like um, like I was humbled a lot for sure. Like when I first started, you know, it was just, we were all at our dance studio in, in little Pittsburgh town. And then, you know, now I'm here and it's pretty wild. It is. With that in mind, I, I always love asking this. Can you think of on any set you've been on like an unsung hero? Cause it's like, we know the director, we know the actors, but someone on the crew who, who made a, a big impression on you or like swooped in and helped you when you really needed it. Yeah, I mean, everyone on set, like, I, first of all, major props to every crew member, especially now in terms of COVID and the world we're in today in the past two years, wearing a mask all day and getting tested every single day, like, it's, you know, it's, it's, now it's easy and we have to make sure we're safe, but I very, very much applaud everyone who goes to work every day, not complaining about wearing a mask and doing all the things to stay safe. I applaud them for sure. Um, other than that, I, I mean, I'm a sucker for like the glam side of things. And I, I just really want to applaud like all of the hair and makeup artists because I feel, and the stylists, I feel like they don't get enough credit for the iconic looks that we see in movies. And, uh, especially like on the other side of things, like the choreographers in movies, like that needs to be something that people need to applaud more. I think like even in West Side Story, like we couldn't have made that movie without Justin Peck, uh, the the choreographer. He's incredible. And I'm, I'm so grateful that we have people like that on set with us. I was just rewatching some of it right before we hopped on the call. And it's just like every time I watch that damn movie, it blows my uh, mind what he accomplished. Thank you. It's really something else going Going back to music videos, I know you kind of brought this up already, but, you know, is there anything about uh, performance in music videos that's carried over, like a specific tactic that you're able to use on film and television sets now? Yeah, I, I've i learned so much. I, I think, like, really learning my, like, learning how to work with a camera has helped me so much. Like, especially as a dancer, you really, it's like a dance between you and the cameraman, like, very much so, because 
you know, you have to be aware of your social surroundings. And I think like that has helped me so much kind of going into acting now. And just as a dancer in general, knowing like my stage cues, knowing where to hit this mark, where to land, where to face, like dancing and doing music videos has helped me so much in that process. I often ask uh, someone to name like a seemingly silly question about acting that they wish they had the nerve to ask earlier on in their careers. And I feel like very often it comes up that someone never fully understood like the value of or how to hit a mark right. <laughs> so I feel like you really jumped forward with the with the dancing and the music videos in that respect. Totally. That's the one thing I could nail straight away. <laughs> it's a good skill to have. Uh, touching on Book of Henry, again, dr big Jurassic oh fan, so I'm always rooting for Colin. Oh, yeah. That was your very first feature, but of course you had made a whole bunch of TV appearances before that. So of all the TV appearances, what do you think made the biggest impression on you and helped you the most when you hit the set of your first feature film? I, first of all, I was still filming Dance Moms when I did Book of Henry. So I was kind of just like, going like I'd be at my competition and then I'd go to set and then I'd come back to my competition. I'm like, what is life right now? Like this is two completely different worlds and just such a reality change for me. Um, but I would say uh, even just doing like little, like I did like little Disney appearances and little Nickelodeon appearances and even things like that kind of really prepared me for what's to come. And even just like, I, I feel like this isn't talked about, but like, or talked about enough is like having to memorize all these lines. And luckily in book of Henry, I didn't have that many lines at all, but um, it, it definitely prepared me knowing to like really be really lock in your lines the night before or the morning of so that you can go on set and not have to stress about that and really just become the character. I took that from like doing the little TV appearances and kind of translating that into book of Henry for sure. So over the years now, have you come up with any, you know, tips or tricks for learning your lines? For some reason, I now just have to read them like twice through. And for some reason, I they just lock into my head now. And I don't know how. I really don't. But it makes it so much. It's weird. Like when I'm by myself and I'm reading a script for the first time, I read it out loud. Like just so I it immediately like locks into my head. And I, I know what I sound like when I'm reading out the lines and so I kind of, I might look crazy if people, someone was to watch me from afar, but I have to just say it out loud so I know like what it sounds like in my body. I totally get that. I feel like for all these interviews, I write out my questions and then I say them once out loud. And then for whatever reason, it helps. And they come out right. It helps. Sure. All right. We obviously have to talk about West Side Story because, oh my, that movie what exactly does a West Side Story audition entail? Basically, what do you have to do in that first round of the audition process? And then how does that differ when you're actually in the room auditioning for Steven Spielberg? Very, the nerves were definitely very different. Um, I remember, you know, I went into the LA audition. Uh, there was, they were holding auditions in New York, LA, Puerto Rico, like everywhere. Um, and I went into the LA audition and I was just with, uh, Justin Peck and Patty, his wife, who was the assistant choreographer, and also Craig, who was another assistant choreographer. And I learned the dance. We did it. We taped it. Great. It went really well. And then I went into a room with Cindy Tolan, who is, you know, the casting director, who is just, I love her to death. And I read like three lines with her. And then I was on my way. 
And I was like, cool, that was so much fun. I enjoyed it so much. Uh, then got called in to New York audition. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I go in and Steven Spielberg's in the room and I'm just like, cool. Okay. So this is like, this is it. This is what's happening. And then after that day, they were like, we want you to come in tomorrow. So I came in the next day, read some lines with Steven, which I was like, huh. And also having, you know, to do like a New York accent. That was all very scary. Uh, and yeah. And then like I left and it was an amazing experience and I was like, that was cool. I don't think I'm going to get it. So that's fun. And then we got a call a few months later. It was the craziest thing ever. It is really something like that. The movie magic in that film, it really, like, I can't wrap my brain around it. And like, I feel like that that must have been your biggest film set that you had ever been on, or maybe still have ever been oh on my for that gosh. matter. It's definitely so, like... Seeing a Steven Spielberg production in real life, I'm just like looking around like, wow, this is wild. Like, and everyone was so nice. Steven is the nicest man and, and such a humble, collaborative, amazing person. And I just, I was in shock about that already just because he's one of the best directors of all time and was such a genuine person. I was just like, how is this real life? Um, and yeah, it, it was a huge set. And even like, I remember the first time I watched West Side and uh, like our version of it. And I just cried kind of like the whole way through just because it was so emotional to watch and be a part of. But also like, there were so many things that I was not on set for. So like me seeing it for the first time and knowing that that was what was going to happen, but really seeing it brought to life by all of the incredible actors. I was just like, oh my gosh, this movie is just like, so emotional and there's so many beautiful and heavy parts to it and it, it was cool to see it come all together not to turn this into a west side story review but one of the things that wows me the most about it is that it is this gigantic ensemble where some folks don't have as much screen time as others but even in those big ensemble scenes everyone feels real and your eye is naturally drawn to them where like it makes it feel like a whole bunch of like real fully fleshed out people even though the main story isn't exactly about them and i feel like that's that's always kind of been the power of west side story and the fact that they capture it in this movie just love it <laughs> Totally. It's really amazing, especially, you know, like the dance community doesn't get enough praise. I think it needs way more recognition in general. And I think it is so cool because like you said, even though obviously the movie is really focused on, you know, the four or five main characters, like everyone really gets their moment to shine. And I not only thank Steven, but I really think just like West Side Story in general for making that a thing. The original movie really showcases that. And it's cool that we were able to do that again. And yeah, it's everyone works so hard and they deserve to have their little moment on, on screen. This may sound like a random sidebar here, but just because you brought up the dance community not getting enough credit for their work, do you feel that changing with TikTok? Because, you know, I know it's it's like a fun thing for everybody to jump in and recreate dances, but I feel like I've become more aware of, you know, performers on Broadway who are part of the ensemble simply because they're coming up in my feed and I'm seeing them front and center and how skilled and talented they are. Totally. I totally very much so i think it is so cool that tiktok has really given dance a huge platform and i it's cool that the dance really is like i feel like the biggest part of tiktok which is so cool um and yeah it's it's cool now that even people are like really showing love to 
dance credit and who made the challenges. And I think it's so cool that it's, it's cool to see like aspiring dancers who are, you know, teenagers, like our, our age and they're getting recognition for some of their like 15 second dances. It's so cool. I really love it. I'm like full blown addicted to it. Uh, <laughs> one more West Side Story question for you. So, you know, you have that big set piece in uh, in the the gym, the dance. How about filming the scene when Anita comes into the store? Because that is, that is a hugely like intense and emotional beat to play. Oh my gosh, so intense! Uh, first of all, like insanely moving performance by Ariana, who plays Anita. That was just absolutely breathtaking but uh i think it was really cool to have the perspective of having other women in the room while that scene was taking place i think it it's something that very much is relevant and something that needs to be talked about and kind of like female support is really important and uh having that aspect added into the movie was like pretty crazy and i'm really happy that they did that I could not agree more. All right, let's get into the fallout now. Can you walk us through the audition process a little bit? Maybe maybe highlight the uh, relationship you got to have with the casting directors, because that's like yet another thing that we don't talk about nearly enough. And there should be an Academy Award for casting directors. But oh my God, totally, totally. Totally. I'm so grateful for all the casting directors that have casted me in all the projects I've done. Like, wow. Uh, no, but... In terms of the process for this, I got the audition and I read the script and immediately fell in love with it and was just like so connected to it. And I couldn't stop thinking about this, this movie. And then uh, before I went in for my audition, uh, my I got a like there was my team was like, oh, yeah, Megan wants to kind of call you just to have a conversation and make you feel comfortable before you come in, which is rare. A lot of directors, you know, people don't have to do that. That's really nice. Um, and I, I think too, cause you know, this is Megan's baby. This is her first movie that she's written and directed. So kind of like, she's just taken such an amazing approach with it. Um, and so we talked and she was just kind of giving references and kind of like inspo and just making it really fun and exciting. And then I went in and did my audition and uh, I kind of left being like, Oh my gosh, like this really could be it. Like I, I felt really good about it. And then a few, like pretty quick after I got a call that I, I got the role and I remember screaming and I was like, this was the easiest yes I've ever said yes to. Like, just because I absolutely adore the script and I adore Megan. And then we went into lockdown, which is crazy. So I was just like, oh my gosh, now this movie's getting pushed and I don't know. And I, and I just had after I got cast, me, Megan and Jenna went to lunch and we were talking about it and so excited. And I was like, this is happening. And then, yeah, we went into lockdown. Um, and then we were one of the first productions to go back to shooting after uh, quarantine, which was pretty, I'm so grateful for that. Um, it was interesting to have, you know, like one of my first, like more like leading roles in a movie be during COVID. Um, and now it's normal, but at the time, I was just like, whoa, what an interesting experience. But yeah, it ended up being something that I'll remember forever. I applaud all those productions who were the first out the gate oh, and God. kept things going because I can't even begin to imagine the pressure of being in that particular group of movies. Totally. totally. I, I remember just like even uh, the makeup artist, Morgan, she was like literally would have to, she'd pick up a brush and put it down, like 
use it and then sanitize it, sanitize her hands. Like every time her hands were raw by all the things she had to sanitize. And I was just like, I applaud you. Like this is, this isn't a lot of work and it's, it's really cool that everyone adjusted to it so easily. Yes. Yes. So I, I know you were very, very excited when you found out that you booked the role, but I've got to imagine that there are also some serious nerves that are in play then given the subject matter here. So how do you go about not only preparing to jump into a story like that, but also, I guess, kind of putting your mind at ease and having the confidence in yourself that you can tackle that material. Yeah, uh, it, it was extremely, you know, it was very heavy. And every day walking into set, I really had to just like not let myself freak out, not let my perfectionist get in the way and just like really dive into this role and trust my partner, which was Jenna and the, and, and trust Megan. And just, uh, I very, very, very much am so glad that we had a safe environment to be in. Like Megan made it such a comfortable, very much just like you guys cool. You feel okay. Very, so many like conversations leading up to it that made us feel, uh, safe enough to go there with our performances. And of course I was nervous. I, I was so nervous just because this subject matter is so important and needs to be talked about and needs to be portrayed in movies. And uh, I just wanted to, you know, bring Megan's vision to life because it, it's so important. I have so many questions about Megan and Jenna now. Let's let's go for, for Jenna first. What is something that you saw her do on the set of The Fallout that makes you go, wow, I admire that and I might even put it in my back pocket and try it on my next movie? Yeah, I mean, oh my god, everything. She's perfect. I love her. I I would say um when we were doing the bathroom stall scene, which was the heaviest scene we had to do and was the literally the last scene before I wrapped, which I'm like, oh my gosh, we ended on the heaviest scene. But uh I very much like just seeing the way she gradually got to the point of having a breakdown. We were this, you know, this close to each other, like very much like I was watching her and I was in shock. I couldn't, I couldn't even like comprehend how amazing she was and how she, she went there. Like she really went there so intensely. And I was so like, and I was just in awe and I very much have tried to like, kind of keep that in mind when having to, you know, audition for different things or film different things. I'm just like, I have to just like let everything fly and go there like Jenna did because it was pretty special. She is a very special one. I've been very excited to see her career grow. So the fact that you got the opportunity to kind of like soak some of that in as you're doing the same, I feel like perfect pairing right there. Mm, thank you. As for Megan, so I, I believe she has a good deal of music video experience as well. So did you find that shared experience coming in handy with her work as an actor's director on this set? Totally. To very much so. And also like she understands dance so much. So it was just really cool to kind of like, cause with some, you know, some people who, who are making, who have a character that, you know, has dance in it and it's kind of hard for them to navigate how that works. And she was just so cool and so easy and she just got it so quickly and um, one of her best friends who's a dancer and who I know uh, from the dance world and she was like on set and a lot of the scenes were like inspired by her. So it was really cool to like know that she just had that in her back pocket and it made it so comfortable and easy for us to just like go every day. It was cool. 
How about her having so much acting experience as well? Could you tell the difference between like an actor being an actor's director and other directors that you've worked with before? A hundred percent. She, uh, she just got it. Like she just knew and she's been in our position for years and she very much was just so cool about us, like changing lines, like at the end of every scene that we would do, she'd be like, okay, let's do a fun run uh, where she would just have us improv and do whatever we wanted in the scene. And a lot of those takes actually made the movie, uh, which was really cool that she trusted us enough to just like run free with the material. So uh, she very much like just understood us so much and it made it so easy to just go to work every day and know that like, oh, she knows exactly all of our concerns, our feelings, and it's, it's cool. Is there anything you did during one of those fun runs that we can look out for in the final film that you're especially proud of? Um, Well, the entire scene of, and you kind of see it in the trailer where I have to, we're rolling a joint uh, (laughs) and that whole scene is literally improv. There was no lines for that. Like it was literally, it was meant to just be kind of like a little montage and, um, they Megan's like I wanted to keep the whole taken from start to finish but we you know obviously we can't let the movie go too long but that whole scene when you guys watch it it's very much all just us being stupid <laughs> I love it that's what uh you know bonus features are for give me the whole thing but in that menu uh I have a feeling that there's going to be a million answers to this question but what is a new tool in your acting toolkit so to speak that you know you got from the fallout that you're eager to apply to a future film? Oh my gosh, that is a hard question. There's so many. Um, well, for starters, I would say um, very much like, and I feel like this is uh, something that I kind of knew, but really took this away from the fallout was just like the moments where you don't have dialogue is just as important. The moments where you're like actively listening, um, which I always call it is like, I have to be so active and like, forget that I'm in the scene and just actually become the character and really take in what that person is saying. And that was something that I really had to learn because you can, you can tell when you're like on screen and you're not like in it all the way, you can really tell when you're not actively listening. And I really, very much like took that away from fallout and I'm going to apply that into everything that I do because I know it sounds like such a minor thing but it makes the world of a difference it's not a minor thing at all it significantly contributes to you know the believability and atmosphere of a movie so it's such a good thing to point out so we have come close to the end of ladies night and we usually end with another game and I have a round of would you rather for you so they're all filmmaking related questions but some of them are kind of silly I love it First, would you rather have no food or no caffeine on uh, on a set? No caffeine. I can't live without food. I love it more than anything. I feel like that's the smarter answer. I can't function without caffeine, so I give the wrong answer to that question. That's hilarious. I, for some reason, I'm the type of person where caffeine doesn't like change how I feel. Like I could drink coffee before I go to bed. It's really weird. I mean, that's kind of impressive because I've drank coffee before bed too many times and then I'm up all night. So I kind of wish I had that ability. Yeah. All right. Here's another food related one for you. Would you rather have to be in a scene where you run a lot or eat a lot? (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, eating the same thing over and over again. And oh my gosh, however many takes you have to do, that's, that's intense. But if it's like eating like ice cream or cereal, 
when I'd probably do that. Honestly, in the fallout, me and Jenna did a scene where we had to eat a bunch of Thai food over and over. And our stomachs definitely, we were feeling it by the end, but it was delicious in the meantime. So yeah, maybe that. As long as there's a plus to the scenario, fine by me. Here's a fun one. Would you rather play the killer in a slasher movie or would you rather get a really gnarly death scene? Oh, I definitely want the death scene. Definitely. I, I love a gory, like, crazy scream moment. I think that would be so much fun. I do not blame you. Do you have a favorite slasher movie? I mean, Scream is so good. I just, like, I, and I'm not just saying that because you love it. I genuinely think it's so iconic. Like, I just met Drew Barrymore. I was on her show um, a few days ago. And, like, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm in the presence of a literal icon. I love you so much. So that was cool. Yeah, I I would have that same reaction. She has something else. Like, to be able to make such a small portion of a movie so iconic and, like, have that lasting impression, it's crazy. I, that you will never forget that scene ever. Nope. I, I definitely haven't from the day that my mom took me to see it when I was a teeny tiny child and should not have been in that theater. Right? I was going to say, that's crazy. Yeah. All right, two more for you. Would you rather work on a film where you only get one take or where you have to do 100 takes? Have to do 100 takes. I I know it sounds intense, but there's always room for improvement. And I feel like there there are times where you can get it in one take, but most likely it's better to do 100. I I appreciate that approach to it. Got to have the stamina for that, but (laughs) I feel like it's better than one. Totally. All right. Would you rather have to fake wake up in a scene or fake drive in a scene? Fake drive, for sure. I, I'm so excited for the moment where I get to drive in a scene. I haven't done that yet. And hopefully it's not fake. Hopefully I can actually drive the car. Um, but no, I think that's always so much fun. I love like car scenes in movies. So that would be fun. You just don't do like this thing or like turn your head for five minutes. That's my favorite thing. And something that like me and my acting coach laugh about. Cause it's like when you're miming, no one drives a car like this and no one is looking behind and doing anything. Like realistically, my hand is just like here and then slowly, like it's so funny. So I would love to do that. All right. Now we have officially hit the end of Ladies' Night, where we always end on the same two questions. The first one is, can you name someone who you think is changing this industry for the better? Zendaya? Excellent, excellent answer. I love her so, so much. Uh, What is it about Zendaya that you admire? Um, First of all, she's just like a badass and the coolest person ever. Uh, I think she is one of the best, uh, like, actors, and I've grown up watching her on Disney Channel and now seeing her in Euphoria, like she's so versatile. And I think she is just kind of like the most, she's the epitome of a strong black woman who's like in the forefront of our industry. And we need more people like her. She's so incredible and so inspiring and powerful and she can do no wrong in my book. Yeah. I'm like wowed by her, her work and her approach to everything time and time again. And I love it. Our last question is a deep question. You could take it in a lighter direction if you prefer. What is the biggest fear that you've ever had that you've either managed to overcome or are making progress in overcoming? Hmm. Well, I have a I have a fun answer and I have like a more serious note. First of all, I have the biggest fear of sharks. And I, I do think, I 
for a moment, I was like, yes, I've accepted that's how I'm going to die. So I'm never going to go in the ocean. Um, no, but that is something that I probably don't know if I'll ever overcome. But on a more like serious note, more realistic thing, I would say um, I've definitely uh, a fear of mine is like I have a fear of disappointing someone or I have a fear of people not liking me. And that is something that I, I just really need to overcome because you can't please everyone. You can't make everyone happy. And I've come to the conclusion that like as long as I'm making myself feel good and I I'm happy every day in my life. That's all that matters. And, you know, that's all I can ask for, honestly. And that's something that I'm slowly overcoming just because, um, you know, it's hard. It's hard feeling, you know, that responsibility to do that. So definitely try to give myself a little bit uh, of a, a breather on that one. I always find that when someone like you shares something like that, someone out there might need to hear it who admires your work and it could make all the difference. So I appreciate oh, you sharing that. Thank you. I got to let you go. Maddie, huge, huge, huge congratulations on the fallout and everything you've accomplished so far. I cannot wait to see more from you. Thank you. This was so much fun. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.